It is the morning show. I'm Kate Archer Kent. The Wisconsin Dells, it has attracted visitors for over a century, drawn to the natural beauty of its sandstone bluffs. Tourism drives the economy generations later. Its Visitors and Convention Bureau says direct tourist spending last year added up to nearly $1.4 billion. Call in with your questions and comments about the Dells, 800-642-1234. Email ideas at WPR.org. Melanie Redzicki-McManus is author of the new book called 100 Things to Do in the Wisconsin Dells Before You Die. Melanie, welcome back to the Ideas Network. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes. How did Wisconsin Dells become such an epicenter of tourism in South Central Wisconsin? Well, it started more than 100 years ago when a photographer named H.H. Bennett started taking photos of the Dells formations that line the Wisconsin River. And he was good at marketing and he got the photos out there across the nation and people just started coming to see the natural beauty of the Dells. And this was the late 1800s. And as uh, tourism picked up and we got into the 20th century, we got more and more attractions in the Dells. Um, and today it's a it's an actually known internationally as a great center, mostly for the water parks, but also, again, for the natural beauty. And you can even go to H.H. Bennett's studio and and do some things there. What would you suggest? In his studio? Yes, because isn't the, stu- the studio is also a place where you can tour. Yes, it's one of our state historic sites. Um, one of the things I like the most about going inside the studio is there is a, um, the rug has a setup of the distance. Of, there's a famous uh, jump that H.H. Bennett's son Ashley did onto a sandstone rock formation, kind of a pillar standing apart. And that is reenacted by a dog jumping today. And you can go in the, the museum and stand on the floor. And they, they have marked the exact distance where Ash, his son Ashley had made this jump and the dog jumps now. So you can test yourself to see what it would be like to see if you would be able to jump that distance. So that's kind of an interesting part. But you can also see a lot of H.H. Bennett's original equipment. You can see his photographs. He did a lot of um, work with the native Ho-Chunk people, and there's a lot of information about their history as well. So it's really a worthwhile stop. And so there is a Trojan horse, 65-foot Trojan <laughs> horse on Wisconsin Dells Parkway. Why is it there? What is that about? Well, if you know the Dells at all, it's a, it's a curious mixture of the natural beauty and maybe more traditional um, activities like miniature golf, but they they have a lot of outrageous curiosities as well. <laughs> One of them is it, yes, the giant Trojan horse, which I'm oddly fascinated with, but it's part of Mount Olympus uh, Park, and there's a go kart that runs right through the belly of the Trojan horse. And the owner of Mount Olympus is a man named Nick Laskaris, and he has a Greek background, which is why the place is called Mount Olympus. And there's a Trojan horse there. But it's definitely one of those um, icons of Wisconsin Dells Parkway. Just go with it, right? Just go with it. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Let's take a call now. Eugene in Viola. Eugene, hi. Good morning. If you're going to visit the Dells, if you go all the way through the Wisconsin Dells, you go north about a quarter of a mile, you'll see a sign that says Camp Wall Beak. It's an Easter Seal camp for the physically handicapped. 
There's 500 acres up there. They start with the children in the spring of the year, and they wind up with adults in the late summer. The land was donated by some daughters of a millionaire lawyer to build a castle up there. And you name it, and they've got the recreational facilities uh, for the people who come there, and it's well worth visiting. Thank you so much for bringing that to our attention, Camp Wabik. Um, do you have things to add there, Melanie? You know, that is actually something I have not heard about yet, and which is one thing I like about the Dells. It's always... There's just so much there, and it's always changing. Now, Camp Wabik has been there for quite a while, as the caller mentioned, but you can always find something new and interesting to check out. Talking with Melanie Redzicki mcmanus about her new book, 100 Things to Do in the Wisconsin Dells Before You Die, and you can add to this list. Call in with a question. Share your comments at 800-642-1234. Melanie, you have recommendations for animal encounters like giraffes and deer. Where can we see these animals? There's a wonderful place called Wisconsin Deer Park that's right on Wisconsin Dells Parkway. It's one of my favorite places. It, you can't see it too much from the road, and you, it may, perhaps might not sound too enticing, but when you go in, you're, there are all sorts of deer that are just wandering around freely that can eat from your hand if you can buy certain healthy treats for them. And they do have some other animals that are enclosed as well, but it's really a wonderful spot with children or even as an adult. I highly recommend that. And then there are the duck boats, um, which I don't know why they qualify under animals here, but give us some of the history of the duck boats and, and how they became famous in the Wisconsin Dells. Well, the duck boats are amphibious craft. They can go both on land and water, and they were used in World War II in D, on the D-Day landing. And some of the natives in the Dells were one of the first people after World War II when these vehicles were surplus to say, hey, you know what, I think it would be fun to buy one of these, bring it to Wisconsin Dells, and turn it into some kind of a tourist attraction. So that's what happened in the late 1940s. Um, Wisconsin Dells was one of the first places to take one of these duck boats and turn it into a tourist attraction, showcasing both uh, the land and the water in the Dells. So that's something to be proud of, I think, here in Wisconsin. There's a lot of innovation in the Dells and, and things that have been adopted by other places around the nation. So it's just really exciting to have something like that. And you have kid-friendly options as well. I know my kids love the duck boats, but um, there's trampoline park and, of course, the water parks. What is, What would you say is the best kid-centered activity um, for adults also to participate in? It really depends on the age of your children. There are certain um, entertainment spots and resorts that are geared more towards, say, the eight and under age group of kids like Knuckleheads Park, that's geared more set. Great Wolf Lodge is geared more toward the younger. If you've got, say, middle schoolers or high schoolers, there are other attractions where just the height requirements, for example, are for older children. They're more thrilling rides. So there's a wide variety. So for some of the older kids, um, for sure, well, Noah's Ark has both attractions for young and old, but that's a place where you could get some of the more thrilling rides and same with the water, the rest of the water parks. Most of them do have a good mixture. 
Do you have any tips for trying to visit these water parks um, when they're less busy and, and not so crowded with the lines? Definitely. There tend to be, people tend to go out to eat around the dinner time. And I'm thinking here more for the resorts that have their indoor and outdoor water parks. So that's always a good time to go. The middle of the week, if you're talking Noah's Ark or some of the outdoor ones, uh, Wednesday tends to be a slower day because a lot of people make a long weekend. So say Thursday, Friday, Monday, those days might be busy. It's also, if you don't mind being a little chilly, we have often gone with our family on days when it's maybe 68 or 70, or even if it's a little cloudy, it it actually feels good then to be in the water on the water slides (laughs) because you'll feel warmer in the water than out of the water, but the crowds will be way less on a cooler day or a cloudy day than on a nice hot sunny day. You don't have to worry as much about sunburn either. Mm -hmm. Melanie Redzicki-McManus is the author of the new book, 100 Things to Do in the Wisconsin Dells Before You Die. And you could be part of this conversation about the Dells. Call in with a question. Share your comments. 800-642-1234. I'm Kate Archer-Kent. You're listening to The Morning Show on the Ideas Network. It is The Morning Show. I'm Kate Archer-Kent. The Wisconsin Dells is home to more than 200 water slides, according to its Visitors and Convention Bureau. A new book gives us a fuller picture of the attractions that draw people to this vacation hub on the Wisconsin River. Melanie Redzicki-McManus is author of the new book, 100 Things to Do in the Wisconsin Dells Before You Die. Let's go to Jen in Lake Geneva. Hi, Jen. Hi. um, Thanks for taking my call. Um, I would like to encourage people to consider uh, Devil's Lake. It's only about 20 minutes from the Dells, and it's a beautiful natural lake with lots of camping um, of all ages, and people can actually uh, climb a beautiful bluff there. Um, The name escapes me, but it's right in the park over the lake, and the, um, the scenes from that bluff are just incredible. And the, the bluff, you, you know, variable um, abilities can climb the bluff. Um, and so there's a lot. It's also a natural lake with no motorboats, uh, so it's very quiet, uh, canoeing, kayaking. Um, I would encourage people to go midweek because the weekends are quite busy. But my husband and I met there in 1979, Aww. and we've still been married for 42 years. Do you go back together? Absolutely. We've taken (laughs) our children um, many times, and uh, they grew up loving camping, probably because of Devil's Lake. Oh, Jen, thank you so much for sharing that story. Melanie, go ahead. Oh, Devil's Lake is a wonderful spot. It's Wisconsin's most uh, visited state park. And yes, it's just 20 minutes south. It's in Baraboo, and the Dells markets itself. It, it inclu- its marketing area includes Baraboo and Devil's Lake, and there is so much in that area, Baraboo as well. So I, I agree. I highly recommend that. And I, I'm going to have to put in a plug here, <laughs> because I'm a big hiker and backpacker. The Ice Age National Scenic Trail 
is one of just 11 national, national scenic trails in the nation, and it's 1,200 miles are all in Wisconsin. And it does run through Devil's Lake, and it even goes through Baraboo and around the Dells area. So I'm always trying to encourage people who are in the Dells and enjoy nature and the beautiful river and sandstone formations to also check out the National Scenic Trail, the Ice Age Trail, and do a little hike on it. What season would you recommend for hiking there for the most magnificent views? Definitely the fall. The when fall. you <laughs> hike there with the yeah, the fall foliage, which now, of course, is just all fallen off. But that is by far the most beautiful time. The temperatures are good. There are few bugs, no ticks. <laughs> it's just really a lovely time. Let's go to Stuart in West Dallas. Stuart, hi. Hi, can you hear me? We sure can. Hi, so I'm an avid canoeer. I've canoed the Wisconsin River from uh, Lac du Désert to where it connects in the Mississippi. And I've noticed that the most hard or most dangerous stretch for canoers and kayakers is actually the Dells. Um, Commercial tour boats, they don't really pay attention to other recreational users. And multiple times I've had wakes tip my boat because they just don't seem seem to care. Do you find there's more congestion as you as you go through that area? There's more congestion for sure, but I notice that the the larger tour boats, who should be definitely the, the most aware of their wake, they they just don't really care and they plow right by you. Mm. Stuart, thank you for sharing that and certainly that concern, Melanie. Those tour boats out there, um, there's a lot of them. Stuart says. Definitely, and there are some that uh, two in particular. I- can think of that are jet boats Mm -hmm. and so what they do to make a thrilling ride for their passengers is to zoom down the river or up the river and slam on the brakes (laughs) so people inside get uh very wet or certain people do um and that's part of the thrill of the ride but yes if they're not paying attention to kayakers or canoers that would be very dangerous and unpleasant (laughs) I still don't know how that became a thing where you, you know, jet up the river and then slam on the brakes and then all your passengers have the, <laughs> I'm like, I guess it's for the, the thrill of it, but I'm just like, how did this become a thing? <laughs> I don't know, but I will tell you that I once took a friend of mine on his birthday on that ride, hoping that I knew he didn't know that that's what they did, that they stopped and got you all wet. So I thought it would be funny for him to get wet. Well, not everyone in the boat gets wet, just certain people, just depending on where they stop and, you know, the weather and such. So guess who got soaking wet? <laughs> me, <laughs> my friend. Oh, dear. And that, that is one. And if you choose to go on those boats, I will also say one tip is bring extra clothes or a towel or something, because if you are one of the people that gets very wet, when you get out, it can be very chilly and obviously unpleasant if you're soaking and if you plan to do other things in the Dells for that day. So, yeah, definitely take a change of clothes and a towel. Let's go to Lester in West Bend. Hi, Lester. Hi. Um, I'm a coin-op collector. I collect coin-operated things. And one of the things I'm looking for at the Dells is unique coin-operated items. And there's a gypsy, an old fortune teller uh, that uh, was at the Dells on the main strip, and they have a lot of old arcades and, and unique things like that. And I'm looking for any photographs, or any providence or history on that fortune teller. If you know of how to dig it up or how to find something that way, uh, where would I go about to find those uh, 
that history. history. Yes, Lester, thank you. Melanie? There's a man, and I don't have his name at my fingertips, but he worked with the H.H. Bennett Museum. I think, oh, wait, now it's coming to me. It might be David Rambo, but he is the local historian. So if you are able to call the Visitors Bureau and just ask about his contact information, he probably could help you out. Okay, good tip there. So let's turn um, to food. Uh I was struck that there is this vegan restaurant, the the Cheese Factory. Um, And I was wondering if you tell a little bit about its features and and its story. It is a very fascinating place. It originally was located right in the Dells. It now is in Baraboo, but again, that's considered part of their marketing area. But they have delicious vegan food, and it's run by a group. Now I will... (laughs) blank on the name. Um, let me just see if I, oh, I can find it here. It is run by a group of people who are affiliated with something called A Course in Miracles, hmm. which is a self-study system of spiritual thought. They, they're not proselytizing or anything like that, but it's students and teachers with this program that run this restaurant, and it has delicious food, Everyone I know that's gone there has loved it. I've eaten there many times. It, it's top quality for sure. But it is a very interesting history. We're talking with Melanie Redzicki mcmanus new book, 100 Things to Do in the Wisconsin Dells Before You Die. You can join in with your questions and comments, 800-642-1234. Alan Hayward travels to the Dells about once a month and would love your recommendations for the best three iconic dining spots in the Dells? Well, definitely Ishnala Supper Club is one Mm -hmm. that is very famous. It's in Mirror Lake State Park. Um, Boy, there's so many good ones. It's it's hard. (laughs) I'm not, okay, these are not necessarily my favorites because I don't want to ding anyone else, but um, Monk's is another place that- For burgers. It's not- for burgers it it's me you know it's not a fancy place it's like a supper club but the original monks monks downtown you have to go there if you're a fan and let's see what else will i say and i really Ishnala, like well uh, i, I want to stop at ishnala because the views are magnificent oh, sure. and i understand that every table has a view Yes, every table has a view. There are still tree. There are trees growing through it. The people who built it built it on a um, kind of a one of the bluffs in the in the Dells Rocky Formation. So it's it's perched over the lake. Like I said, trees are growing through it. Mm-hmm. It's just a place like no other, truly. Um, you and know, my last, I'll yeah, just sneak ahead. it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no. You hit sub three, so I'm just going to sneak in one more. This High Rock Cafe. Um, Great food. It's on a nice spot in downtown Dells that has several floors. So speaking of views, if you get on top, you can watch the people. People watch while you eat your food. It's kind of a melding of cuisine from all over the U.S. that the two owners had um, experience. They brought some flavors back from their experience cooking across the U.S. And that's another spot that maybe doesn't get as much notice as some of the others, but food is really good there. And there's also buttermilk donuts at Paul Bunyan's Cook Shanty. Uh, yes. How, if you're there for a breakfast, what should we check out at Paul Bunyan's? 
Again, like you said, you have to have those buttermilk donuts. They, I actually hadn't heard about Paul Bunyan's in my early days of covering the Dells. And somebody wrote on my Facebook page, you know what, you've never mentioned Paul Bunyan's. And I thought, okay, I better check this out. And there, those donuts are phenomenal. They make them fresh every morning. There can be a line way down the, the street if we don't get there right away. But they do sell them in some other spots. And even if you don't get them when they're still warm, they are still good. Melanie, and if you oh, need more, oh, go ahead. I, I'm just going to jump in here. Melanie Redzicki yes. McManus, author of the new book called 100 Things to Do in the Wisconsin Dells Before You Die. You can share what's on your Dells bucket list, 800-642-1234. I'm Kate Archer-Kent. You're listening to The Morning Show here on the Ideas Network. It is The Morning Show. I'm Kate Archer-Kent. The Wisconsin Dells Visitors and Convention Bureau says more than 4 million people flock to this vacation and resort community each year. New book, it explores the area's natural beauty and the range of attractions. And you can be part of the conversation. Call in with a question. You can share your thoughts, your stories. 800-642-1234. Email ideas at WPR.org. Melanie Redzicki McManus is author of the new book, 100 Things to Do in the Wisconsin Dells Before You Die. Melanie, you write about the new life lavender and cherry farm. What is a visit like there? It is a really lovely place. Um, You can go to this lavender and cherry farm and take a tour around the, the lavender fields. If you're lucky enough to go during blooming season, which is mid June to mid July, Obviously, it's even more gorgeous. It smells good. But the owners will take you through the lavender fields on a a horse-drawn wagon or tractor-drawn, depending on the day, and tell you all about the property, how they got started, which was somewhat recently. And then they make, they have a store and a restaurant, so you can buy all sorts of wonderful products made with lavender and have some of their famous lavender cherry pie, which Mm. I highly recommend. (laughs) Um, So that is one of the more novel places to go in the Dells area. Is it a pick your own for cherries? Do you know? No, and actually now that uh, we talk about the cherries, they started with lavender and cherries and the cherries um, trees did not grow well. So they have cherries and they still incorporate them along with the lavender, but they're actually just growing the lavender now. Okay, good to know. Um, In terms of cheese, you mentioned Market Square cheese and Carvelli cheese. What is special about these cheese cheese shops? Of course, cheese is great in Wisconsin, and we have to have a lot of it. Um, Market Square has a huge variety of cheeses and sausages and other products from all over the state. So that place offers a wonderful selection. Car Valley is run by a fourth-generation master cheesemaker, um, Sid Cook, and he ha- is his place is well known across the state. He has a lot of award-winning cheeses, so his shop just sells his products. But it's very worth a stop there because um, he has a lot of wonderful products. And if you're not averse to taking a short drive, you can go. Oh, I forget if it's maybe a half hour up the highway 
and another one of his uh, or one of his cheese factories is open for tours if you're there on the days that they're making their cheese. <laughs> so that's another option. You can kind of make your own cheese tour, it sounds like. <laughs> yes, you can. Let's go to Laura Lee in Eau Claire. Laura Lee, what attraction would you like to bring up? The International Crane Foundation and the Aldo Leopold Foundation are both outside Baraboo. And the International Crane Foundation is there's nothing like it in the world. They have mating pairs of each of the 15 species of crane there that you can see from May through October. They do great research all over the world on crane habitat and working with cranes, recovering the crane populations, trying to save the ones that are endangered. They have a prairie that you can hike there as well. And then, of course, Aldo Leopold is world-famous conservationist as well. Laura Lee, thank you so much for these contributions. Melanie, how do these um, natural conservation fit into the Dells? The Dells began as a tourist destination because of its natural beauty. And it's really important, I think, for people to understand that and kind of immerse themselves in the beauty because it's not, the Dells is not just about water slides. Those are great and fun and I like going on them too, but it would be wonderful if visitors could take time to do both and appreciate all of the natural beauty and the glacial history. It's the the glacier, melting glacier that sculpted the Dells formation. So you can learn a lot about our state if you take some time to explore the national natural beauty. You write about a few different things to do at the longest, deepest canyon in the state, Lost Canyon. Speaking of natural beauty, what is the what is the history of Lost Can- Canyon? Again, another feature from the glacier, but it is just notable because it's so small and narrow, and horses have been taking people through on wagons uh, for decades now. So it's something that's unique in the state, and it's definitely worth a visit. You recommend zip lining tours, including one that takes people over the Lost Canyon. Can people go zip lining at the Dells in the winter? Yes, you can. Several of the zip lines are open year round, and that is a definitely a different experience. If you've d- done zip lining, most people I, I would assume have done it in the summer months, but there's nothing like a winter zip to uh, really get your senses going and to appreciate our, our winter weather. <laughs> we have Melanie Redzicki McManus, new book, 100 Things to Do in the Wisconsin Dells Before You Die. You can join in with your contributions, your questions along the way at 800 642 1234. Jim is here from Elroy. Jim, hi. Hi there. Yeah, I was in the Dells a few weeks ago and I went past a place, it looked like an Aztec temple. It's called the Lost Temple. Do you know anything about that? The Lost Temple in the Dells um, Adventure, Family Fun. Melanie, what is it? It's an unusual attraction. Um, yeah, it's a it's hard to explain. It's kind of like the Upside Down White House where a guide leads you through and there's sort of a made-up story about lost treasure it's really, it's, I'm sorry, it's really difficult to explain um, going through there. I would say maybe not my favorite attraction, 
but it's some a, people might really enjoy it. Like a, it's like a walkthrough attraction. Would would that be a way to describe it? Right, with a guide, and they talk about. I I think it's Mayan history, and mm-hmm. they, there's a, a made up story about like an explorer who found these treasures and things like that. So, um, you say the Dells is also home to the largest floating water park. Um, it sits on top of a lake in an adventure park called Land of Natura. Can you paint us a picture of what this water park looks like? Yes, it's very new. It opened this summer. Um, two brothers whose family have long been involved in the Dells created it to try and put more of a focus on nature. So there's a naturally filtered lake, no chlorine, like, you know, in the water parks with water slides going in it. It sits on a little piece of the Wisconsin river. So you can actually go down on a sandy beach. You can kayak from there. If you'd like, there's hiking trails, there's biking trails. They're continually adding to it too, since it just opened up, it's going to be uh, there's several phases to it. You can take a walk on like uh, like a swaying bridge that's strung between trees. It's really a lovely place, and it's so it's very original. There's nothing else like it in the Dells. And then the floating water park, that piece of it in the the naturally filtered lake. In addition to the slides, they have um, this inflatable water park, which I kind of liken to that. Ninja Warrior, American Ninja Warrior, whatever that show is, <laughs> yeah. because you kind of jump from obstacle to obstacles. And if you fall, you might fall in the lake. And it's it's very, it's just, again, nothing like I've seen in the Dells before. It's I would encourage everyone to check that out as well. I was surprised that Noah's Ark dates back to 1979. And I'm just wondering, do, yes. do water parks keep reinventing themselves? They do. You know, the the Dells as a whole keeps reinventing itself. Hmm. Um, Most of the water parks add a new major ride every couple of years. Sometimes they take down other ones. But when I started first covering the Dells, they had just started the indoor water park phase. And I remember going to one and it had just two little slides and maybe a water spray. And we thought that was the coolest thing in the world. And now, of course, their indoor water parks are 10 times the size um, then there was a phase with spas, and then there was a phase when there the condos were built, and now the Dells is kind of hearkening back to nature and trying to get a little more artsy and upscale. So it's just fascinating to watch its evolution. I would imagine, too, the competition is pretty fierce to keep pace with your competitors in, in that particular industry and also to keep retail alive. What do you find there? Retail is an interesting thing. The Dells for many years was maybe 20 years ago or so was known to have a lot of t-shirt shops and souvenir shops and fudge shops and not much else. So they've really been working on trying to get a more um, upscale options for shopping. And that thing's us. There's, it's still a work in progress, but there are some nice shops you can you can visit. And if you... If you know where to look and if you if you take your time, you can find some gems there. But we'll see what happens with that down down the road. 
The book is called 100 Things to Do in the Wisconsin Dells Before You Die. Author Melanie Redzicki-McManus, our guide, and you can join the discussion. Call in with a question, share your experiences in the Dells, 800-642-1234. I'm Kate Archer-Kent. You're listening to The Morning Show on the Ideas Network. It is the morning show. I'm Kate Archer-Kent. Wisconsin Dells has been attracting tourists for more than 150 years. A new book explores the range of offerings through time. Melanie Redzicki-McManus is author of 100 Things to Do in the Wisconsin Dells Before You Die. And you can join the discussion. Call in with a question. Share comments. 800-642-1234. Email ideas at WPR.org. Let's go to Paul in Rome, Wisconsin. Paul, hi. Yes, good morning. Thank you for having me on your show. Really enjoy the morning show. Thank you. Um, one of the best places that I've ever eaten, and I've gone there many a time, and I live in the town of Rome, which is 60 miles north up thir- Highway 13 from the Dells, uh, the Wally's House of Embers specializes in ribs and that, and I think Marco Blom, a family member, might still be the chef down there. Always celebrated some excellent uh, birthdays down there, and uh, it used to be that grandma, there was a grandmother there that played one or uh, the other of the different pianos inside of Wally's House of Embers. Uh, they were baby grands, too, and uh had the opportunity to get up and sing Let Me Call You Sweetheart oh. at the time. And oh. my grandma knew them all. She knew them all by heart. And I'm just lucky I owned a player piano as a, a young man. But oh, what a memory. Thing. Yes. Uh, Paul, thank you. A traditional supper club there, Melanie. Yes, it is definitely one of the local favorites. They have some themed private dining areas like the Omar Sharif and Humphrey Bogart rooms. And as the caller said, they're definitely known for their barbecued um, ribs and other offerings. Paul, thanks for the call. And Jim emailed recommending Muir Lake State Park. Jim says it is really great for cross-country ski trails. It's really good for all levels of skiers. Um, So there is another natural offering there, Melanie. Yes, there's actually three state parks right in the area. The Muir Lake State Park, Devil's Lake that we talked about earlier, and Rocky Arbor. Uh, Rocky Arbor is very small, but it has some hiking trails that are just beautiful. Again, showcasing some of those sandstone rock formations. Your book mentions Wizard Quest, so <laughs> that that is a hard <laughs> turn there from natural beauty, I understand. But this is a game that is recommended for older kids and adults. What is it? Oh, Wizard Quest, it, they just reinvented themselves, and it's a, it's a very fascinating place. Um, the family that owns it created all of these um, magical fairies and figurines themselves, and you get a, a handheld kind of iPad computer device and you solve various quests. They um, ask you questions and you have to go through various lands of 
um, fire and ice and things like that with these magical creatures and trees. And um, there are some things written down, some puzzles. It's, it's again, it's what it's kind of hard to explain. There are, sometimes you might be going down a slide that's hidden somewhere. Um, but it's very interesting. They do have an easier version for kids who are a little younger, but it's definitely more, yeah, maybe say middle school and above. Okay. And the fans are very rabid. They they love this <laughs> comeback again and again. That's what I was going to say. Once you do it once, would you do it again? Would it, would it be a different experience? Yes, because you can't, I believe the timing, they, when you go in, you get the device for maybe two or three hours and there's no way you could solve all or go through all these quests in one visit. There's just no way. I tried <laughs> and I wasn't even close. Um, and you do get kind of hot running or, or no, you're not running around, but you, you can get kind of warm in there. So if you're coming in the winter with a heavy coat, maybe maybe don't have the heavy coat with you. But yeah, and there's there's like mirrored rooms that are hidden behind doors you have to find, you know, press the right button to get in. It's it's very it's very enjoyable. Okay, so the other attraction with Quest in the name is Magic Quest. Are are they related at all? Not at all. Um, <laughs> Wizard Quest is yeah, that's the only one in the world. It was created by that local family. Magic Quest there are other um, Magic Quest locales. And this one is geared toward the young kids. So that's, it's it within or uh, kind of near the Great Wolf Lodge Resort. And it's geared again toward maybe seven and younger. So very easy quest that young kids can participate in. What should we do and where should we go if we want to take in the circus heritage in the Dells and in Baraboo? Baraboo is definitely the spot. Um, most people know about Circus World, or many people know about Circus World, which um, showcases when Baraboo was the winter headquarters for the Ringling Brothers Circus. So you can go there, see circus performances, learn a lot about circus history, but there, it's more than that. The Ringling Brothers were in Baraboo for quite a number of years, and so they have some of their old mansions you can tour or even stay overnight in. It's very a uh, very great place. There's even a brewery attached to one um, Ringling home where they were making the beer. They found the Ringling Brothers, an original Ringling beer recipe under the floorboards when they were renovating the, the home. And so they make the original Ringling Brothers beer in their group oh, up. What a discovery. What are What is your favorite activity in the Dells? What do you gravitate to? Well, if we're talking nature, definitely going either on the Ice Age Trail or in some of the state parks or on the river. If it comes to more of a water park kind of activity, hmm, I'd have to think about that. Although I do have a soft spot in my heart for that Trojan horse, just because it's so silly. <laughs> Allison wants to know if you visited the Kingsley Bend Indian Mounds and if you could tell us about them. No, that's something I have not heard about. And apparently they extend down the slopes of a hill to the Wisconsin River, and they are in in that area. So that is something to check out, let's see here, on Highway 16, a few miles south of the Dells. So, Allison, thank you for that suggestion. Um, I was struck that there is a, a root beer museum. I had no idea. Um, a public museum devoted to root beer. 
There is. Yeah, again, the Dell, that's what I love about the Dells is you never know what you're going to find there. There is indeed a museum devoted to root beer. You, the front part of it is a little shop where you can order root beer floats or just buy various cans of root beer or soda. And then in the back, if you pay a, a small fee, they have a small um, exhibit of like mascots of famous root beer, root beer types like A&W, things like that. All those root beer fans that they're trying to right. attract, <laughs> right, coming through the Dells. So if a, a person or a family visits the Dells for just a weekend, what should they absolutely do on their to-do list? If you want the classic Dells experience, a duck ride is definitely in order. Um, going to Noah's Ark, I would say, is another must-do. And I would make sure to get on the river in some fashion, whether you take a boat tour, whether you just go to, there are some, there's a small public beach where you can just sit on the beach, wade into the water, but get some kind of experience on the river and where you can see those Dell's formations up close. So truth be told, how many of the 100 things in your book have you done? (laughs) Truth be told, I actually have done almost all of them. Um, There are a few things that I have not, including golfing, just because I'm not a golfer, unless you're counting many golf as golfing. (laughs) So those, those recommendations, I relied on my, my golfing expert friends to tell me about, but no, I have done just about everything. And you've done them through the years, I would imagine that, um, you know, here and there. So what is next on your Wisconsin Dells bucket list? What would you like to do next outside of golfing, of course? Well, I have to check out now the Kingsley Mound (laughs) that what the caller mentioned and some of these other places. But um, yeah, I just I like to go back every time and see there's always something new, you know, things open, things close. Just find the latest shop, retry adventures maybe I haven't tried um, more recently. There's a jet boat I would like to try riding. I would like to try um, some more of the options at a place called Vertical Illusions. I have not sampled them all yet. So the possibilities are endless, really. Vertical Illusions, what is that? They have zip lines, but they also have various guided tours, and it's at a locale a little bit north of the Dells, and they also have uh, wintertime zips. Okay, so you think you want to do a wintertime zip. Is That's what I'm kind of hearing here. <laughs> <laughs> I've done one, but yes, I would like to do, I would like to do another one, uh, even though I am afraid of heights, but I figure you have to challenge yourself and Again, because I like to write a lot about the Dells, I feel like it's my duty to try everything there is. Oh, Melanie, thank you so much for joining us and taking on this tour. Well, thank you so much for having me. Melanie Redzicki McManus is author of the new book called 100 Things to Do in the Wisconsin Dells Before You Die. I'm Kate Archer-Kent. You're listening to The Morning Show here on the Ideas Network.